Welcome, friends, to this week's edition of The Healthy Life with Ben and Ashley, brought to you by our good folks and sponsor, Healthy. This week, we are really excited because we have a good, good, good topic that we're going to be bringing to you, and hopefully you'll get a lot of good takeaways this week, friends. So what are we talking about this week, Ashley? We're going to talk about burnout and, you know, the exhaustion and and everything that comes with it, uh, especially in this time of life with, you know, school starting, things getting back, everybody getting back into a routine. Yeah, again, the school routine is difficult. For the last two years, what I was going through was I have, you know, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, and they go both go to the same school, but they would have to be dropped off at different times for temperature oh. checks. So I had to drive around in a circle after I dropped one kid off and waited 15 minutes. Another good thing is this year they're bringing back the lunches in the schools so because making lunches is one of the things I hate to do the most. It takes so much time for me. They don't want this. This one wants a separate meals you know how kids are Uh, yeah that sure gets complicated and and my change this year is that i you know my oldest has always been going to school since kindergarten and now my youngest is starting preschool so adding in my second kid going into school that's you know another whole body that i have to take care of and prepare in the morning so it can get stressful yeah and stress leads to burnout but sometimes we as humans or individuals we can't really recognize the signs when we're going to get burned out and burned out really is a health condition. And as you know, we work for healthy and we're sponsored by healthy um, mm-hmm. for your health and wellness. We should recognize those burnout signs. And Absolutely. What are yeah. some of those? What are some of those signs that we record? We should be cognitive of, I should say. I think a big one is exhaustion. When you are just completely getting overloaded and overwhelmed, I think that's a, a huge sign of, of burnout. Um, I think one of those might be that, you know, you're not socializing as much, whether it's with coworkers or with friends, you're just not as social as you used to be. Not social. You become withdrawn, right? Wouldn't you think you become withdrawn um, from from society i know like there's i've been in this situation a million times because as you know i'm a workaholic and um, (laughs) (laughs) but you can feel physical burnout you get headaches some people have stomach aches they lose their appetite they gain their appetite they become absolutely they become overwhelmed. And that's what we're gonna try to do today, friends, is get you not to feel so overwhelmed. Right. Another key factor is, you know, we've talked about socializing and, and even your your body health with exhaustion and burnout. Another thing is maybe your attitude. You you might be getting irritable. I know I like my husband notices these signs before I do when he knows <laughs> that I'm just completely burnt out for the day. <laughs> And um, irritableness is is another key factor. I think you know you're you might snap more quickly. You might get more grumpy with people um, much more quickly than you used to. I think that's a big sign in a lot of us. At least me. I hope it's not just me. You know. <laughs> no, it's it's not just you. It's um, when your attitude, like for example, how short your fuse is that day. Like yes. you may have an interaction with a coworker or a colleague. And normally you would just blow it off, but Mm -hmm. 
if your fuse is short because you're burned out, you'll t- you might turn on that colleague or you might say something that you're going to regret saying. Right. And, something that you don't mean. And burnout really leads to depression and anxiety. So we really have to pay attention to that fuse, how we're burning out. Are we giving enough to ourselves as much as we are giving to others? Exactly. Yeah. That, and you know what, that ties in well to our last podcast that we did um, talking about how you can't always fulfill others needs until you, you know, deal with yourself first until you deal with your own things first. Right. You got to fill your gas tank first before you can drive anybody anywhere. Absolutely. And that's, yep. if you have kids, we're called Ubers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, do you think sometimes having too much drive or ambition in life can cause you to burn out? Because a lot of people say, oh, he or she's a hard worker. She has so much ambition. Mm-hmm. Do you think people sometimes set the bar, bar too high or we set the bar too high? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, I think we all see, especially in the influencer world on social media, you see people that just have that drive. They seem to be always going after something, always getting things done. But the side that we don't always see is that excessive amount, that excessive ambition or excessive drive. Um, You know, when you're going too hard, when you're pushing yourself too far, that can lead to a lot of negative effects, whether it's like neglect of your health and your well-being. You might be neglecting other people in your life, whether it's friends or family. It's all that excessive drive is preventing you from spending that time with those people. And then again, just like our first point, it can also lead to anxiety and depression. If you have way too much on your plate, if you're pushing yourself too hard, it can lead to all these negative things as well. Yeah, it can. You can start putting your self-care on the shelf, you know, your sleep, your exercise, Mm -hmm. eating well, you start to eat more junk food because it's quick. So it maximizes the amount of time that you have to get all this stuff done. And friends, don't believe everything you see on social media because (laughs) it's all unicorns and rainbows, but they don't always show you everything. Because I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Ashley, when I looked at some, some people's uh, Facebooks or Instagrams, you know, it seems like they have the perfect life. And then you try to compare your life and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I call that, I call that the pumpkin patch syndrome. <laughs> yeah. You know what it makes me think of? And if I have any Netflix fans out there, you've probably seen the show nailed it. And it's where people like me, absolutely not professional people go and try to make these amazing extravagant cakes. And you think it's going to look like this. And then it turns out looking like slop, I guess. I I, I call it the pumpkin patch syndrome because they only show you the picture of the kids all sit nice and pretty in the pumpkin patch, but they don't show you about the 20 minutes to try and get the kids in the picture and get them all to behave. Everything that happened in the background, the meltdowns, the sweating (laughs) because it's still humid outside. Exactly. It's never, ever perfect. When we talk about neglecting our own needs, it, it can be very, very brutal and i use that word brutal on our mind and our bodies when we put too much demands on ourselves or if we're that type of person that doesn't know how to delegate we micromanage that can lead you straight down the burnout road absolutely yeah i mean having too much on your plate it can be 
yeah, it can be overwhelming and you don't know where to place your um, attention or your effort sometimes. And, you know, that leads to the anxiety part and the feeling like I'm not doing well enough for myself or I'm not, you know, I'm not being the best version of me. Um, all of that can just have such a negative impact when you when you are pushing yourself too hard. Right. Sometimes you have to trust other folks to do things in your life, even though they might not do it as well as you. You mm-hmm. have to delegate sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And there's and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think it's safe to say you can't or at least you shouldn't, you know, live your life completely on your own. It It, it really is all about the people around you and, you know, the help that you can get. It's It's more than OK to ask for help. And we have to watch where we place blame, too, because if somebody mm-hmm. says to us or somebody says a friend or a family member and they recognize that we're getting burned out and they say, you know, why are you doing so much? Take some time for yourself. And then what happens is you start to shift the blame. Well, it's not my fault I have to work so much. It's not my fault I have these kids. Well, kind of maybe, but <laughs> well. <laughs> it had something to do with it. Uh, yeah. We'll keep this PG, but um, <laughs> you blame your boss. You blame the demands of your job or colleagues. Oh, he can't get this done right. She can't get it done right. Let me just do it. Yeah, that like you mentioned before, that micromanaging. Yeah, exactly. And then if we have hobbies or things that we do and we've done for years, And then we start revising those hobbies and we start losing the things that we enjoy and we put them on the back burner just to do things that we feel like we quote unquote have to. Right. Uh, And then at that point, it feels like you're just kind of skating through life, not really living or experiencing. You're just kind of, you know, surviving at that point. And and, and I think that causes a huge feeling of burnout or exhaustion. Um, you know, when you're not taking that time to enjoy the things that you always used to enjoy or, or finding th- new things to enjoy, it almost feels like, what's the point? It's, it's so important to have that stuff still in your life. Yeah. And it takes patience too. You have to really have good patience to avoid burnout. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to take a step back too. And like you said about, we can either be a participant in life or an observer, participant or observer, or we can actually live life. You only get one chance at this, friends. Definitely. It's what you, we've heard this a million times, it's what you make of your life. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, obviously, since this is, you know, we're, we're talking about healthy a lot of the time, too, um, on the weight loss side of things, the burnout is real. (laughs) And it can happen, you know, a couple weeks into doing this, it can happen a couple months into your journey. I'm two, two and a half years into my journey, and over a year of maintaining and I still experience burnout. And I think it's important for one to realize it's not just you, it's not just one person. Um, This kind of stuff happens to everybody. And I think to change that can be different for everybody. But I know one of the biggest things that helps me when I experience just that burnout and the exhaustion of of tracking and coming up with meals for the day, it helps if you have a plan. And, and we have talked about so many times before making a list or making a plan. 
if you kind of just sit down and have an idea of what you want to do for the week, you don't even have to make it official. You don't have to make exact recipes, but just having that overall idea, first of all, I think can help the burnout. And when it comes to like eating the same things every day, you know, nobody says you have to stick with this one plan or this one, this one meal plan the entire time. I think it's so important to change things up and make things interesting and find new recipes or snack ideas for yourself. I think that's going to get you out of that rut and maybe out of that burnout feeling. Fantastic point. You know, as a health and wellness coach for healthy out in the field, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of friends in, in my Facebook group, Coach Ben's Weight Loss, Wellness and Fun. There's another cheap plug. <laughs> I see, and, and these people are excellent folks, but I see... <laughs> them coming out of the gate, like they're going into the Kentucky Derby and they, they're posting every day, every day, every day of all the good stuff they're doing. And then they disappear for like a month or two. Yeah. And that's that burnout hit it you know, setting in. They, yeah. You'll see the exercise post. You'll see the, the, the food posts. And then all of a sudden they disappear and then it's I'm back again. Yeah. How do we, how do we break that cycle, Ashley? I think that's a hard one because like I said before, it can be different for different people. Again, if if the burnout comes from eating the same foods every day, change it up. I mean, by all means, find something different to make it more exciting. If there's, you know, this dish that you've been thinking about forever because you thought you couldn't have it, you thought it was too high in, in bites or calories or net carbs, whatever it is, um, find find something else. I promise you there are millions of results on that little Google search you have there to your disposal. On, on any device, just find something new. And I want to say this carefully because it absolutely may not work for everybody. But when it comes to that tracking burnout, if you've mm-hmm. been doing this for a while and you know your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you have these couple different recipes or meals or whatever they are that you've been eating for a while, you know the bites or the calories or whatever they are, Nobody says you have to continue tracking that every single day. If you already know those bites or calories, maybe you just need a break from that app for a minute and you already know what to eat. Maybe it's okay to take a little bit of a break because I do that with maintenance. I've been in this long enough to know. I know the meals that I can eat throughout the day and stay within my range. You know what I mean? Absolutely. that helps that tracking burnout by far. On the other hand, you can always copy your meals to the next day and not have to track it every single day. Yeah. Um, that can absolutely help with that burnout. I call that tracktastic when we over track <laughs> and we, we get we get overwhelmed by tracking. See, mm-hmm. a perfect day in, in unhealthy doing doing the weight loss program is getting your activity, getting your exercise, getting your water, getting mm-hmm. your sleep. But there's going to be days that are going to be perfect and they're going to look like a Picasso on canvas. And then (laughs) there's going to be days that it's going to look like my five-year-old's finger painting. And you're not going to get everything done that you think that you wanted to do, the food, the activity, the water, the sleep. But if you can retire one or two of those goals and put some paint on the canvas, it doesn't have to be a Picasso every day. It can look like my daughter's finger finger painting. Yeah, I, I love that representation because it's so true. The fact that you just put in as much effort as you can, and we've talked about this before too, even if you just put in 20% that day and, and not 100, that can still help ease that burnout, but also f- help you feel like you are 
you know, still accomplishing something. You know, we, you were talking about the list, the list of how to recognize um, burnout and how to how to, how to correct the burnout situation before it, it actually aff- affects our physical health. You right. know, a big one is exercise, but it's a mm-hmm. double-edged sword. If you're yeah. burned out and you're tired and you're still forcing yourself to go to the gym, maybe it's okay to take a day off from the gym. But mm-hmm. if you use exercise as a stress reliever, then that's going to be beneficial. So you have to ask yourself, is a t- today a good day to exercise? Is it going to help me or is it going to haunt me? Absolutely. And and right in the middle there, if you haven't exercised at all or you just don't know anything about it, if you, you know, you just don't have any information on it, maybe try doing something and and you might realize, oh my gosh, like this is a great emotional booster. Absolutely, like you said, if if you're a quote unquote gym rat and you love it and today's just not that day, by all means, it's okay to take that break. I mean, I, there's been lots of studies showing that going to the gym three days a week is more than enough to help with whatever it is, you know, you're wanting to get in. And and it's okay to not go the other few days of the week. Um, maybe you just need to take a walk around your neighborhood or at your local park instead of going to the gym. You've got to kind of sit down and internalize and figure out, you know, is, is this really going to benefit me today or do I just need to go take a nap? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. And taking a nap is one of the pillars, getting your rest. But yeah. I, I noticed with with myself, like I would hold myself to 45 minutes a day, five days a week of cardio. And I had to retire that goal of 45 minutes. That was that was burnout that I put on myself. So now I put on myself. I have to retire three hours cardio. But some days I might only want to do 20 minutes. Some days I want to do might want to do an hour. I don't have Mm -hmm. to dredge through to hit that 45 minute uh, number on the treadmill. I do it at my pace. Right. That and anything in life, when it comes with burning out, it's up to you to set the pace. It doesn't even have to be exercise. It's up to you to set the pace. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree. Only you know you as as well as you do. And if you know that an hour a day, you know, four times a week is too much, that is okay. I mean, there there is nobody sitting there telling you that that's what is recommended or that's what you need to do to get healthier, to lose the weight or whatever. Um, I think it's so important to set the pace for yourself. Well, I'm getting to know me. I have about five different personalities. So (laughs) you could ask my exes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's so true. I mean, I completely agree. And sometimes I think, like I mentioned earlier, my husband knows me and understands my signals before I even recognize them. So, you know, that's okay too. Do you think um, staying within your daily bites or eating healthy helps us provide and prevent burnout and provide a better lifestyle? I absolutely think so. Um, There are all kinds of studies that have shown that a balanced diet equals mood boosters. I mean, I know, and I think I've said it before, you know, if I have an off day, especially if we're on vacation or we go out to eat and I know I ate heavily, I come home and although like I'm happy that I had what I wanted, I feel like blah. I just want to sit on the couch and, you know, I'm not really feeling good with myself, not because I made bad choices, but just literally because of the actual food that I ate. 
And then, you know, when I get back into that groove and I'm eating what I know my body wants me to feed it, it's just those endorphins kind of release. I swear it just, it's crazy how good it can make you feel when you are choosing the right foods for your body. Absolutely. Like natural foods and supplements, look at them. Look what look what's gonna help you. Like they just did a study on omega-3 fatty acids that are they're a natural antidepressant. We live mm-hmm. in a world today where there's a pill for everything. There's yes. a pill to sleep, there's a pill to wake up, there's a pill to have sex, there's a pill for, for anything out there. Instead of just jumping on a pill, and we're, we're, Ashley and I are not doctors, so if any medical conditions, please go see your doctor. But right. sometimes if you have a well-balanced diet, that may solve the actual issue. When we talk about our macros, our protein, our fats, our carbohydrates, if we have balance in our life, some of the ailments that we may have may go away. Absolutely. And I, and I have seen real life situations of this happening, especially with people with high cholesterol or their A1C is getting too high. You know, people are on blood pressure medications. Uh, they're obviously on the verge of having to have insulin, whatever it is. Um, I have seen those be reversed by changing their diet. And I absolutely love seeing that. Not because I'm totally against medication and pills and vaccinations, you know, whatever it is that you may need. I completely understand that. We're just saying some of that can absolutely be fixed with having the right balanced diet. And with getting burned out and stressed, it raises your cortisol levels, which makes you gain weight. So Mm -hmm. we have to find time to, you know, we say meditation or practice that sleep or get that nap in in the day. You know, it's so important. I've heard of so many, I I was talking to to my allergist the other day and he was telling me post-COVID, so many people have sleep apnea now, they can't even make enough machines for it right now. They're on back order because they're not getting their rest because either they put the extra COVID weight on or, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just not feeling well and, and they don't get good sleep. If you don't get good sleep and they get that quality sleep, then it's not going to be beneficial and you'll still feel burned out. Like if you feel like you're falling asleep in the day, that's like, that's a sign of burnout friends. If you feel like you're falling asleep at two o'clock in the afternoon and you got to reach for that, you know, double espresso, then it's time to start (laughs) reassessing what's going on in your life. Absolutely. And, And it causes that chain reaction. Like if you don't have that good long enough quality sleep, like you said, you're tired, you're burnt out during the day. And then that leads to all the things we've talked about, the exhaustion, no more socializing, the irritability, the, um, you know, not having enough, you know, will or drive to eat the balanced diet or to plan your meals. All of that can most definitely come back to the lack of sleep. Um, I've seen, and it, it kind of seems silly or crazy, but I've actually seen blog posts and, and articles online about how sleeping more helps you lose weight. And people are like, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. I can't literally lose sleep while I'm, or lose weight while I'm sleeping. And although there are, I won't get into the details, but you can't actually burn calories while sleeping. Um, The fact is that sleeping more and sleeping longer with that good quality sleep, it gives you that restfulness enough to continue on with your day and make those good choices. And you know, build those habits and do those routines. It really does. It can lead back to that sleep. Well, the, the, the sleep restarts the metabolism fresh. So the metabolism is not started in the negative. It's basically mm-hmm. you're, you're starting your day on a full tank. 
That, right. That's what it really is. But we as Americans are the worst at establishing bedtime rituals. We have the best rituals to get up in the morning. We have the best ones, alarm clocks, you know, mm-hmm. TVs that turn on, kids that wake us up. <laughs> kids yeah. that get in the bed with you and wake you up. But, oh, yes. <laughs> but um, friends, look at starting a bedtime ritual because in order to get that good sleep that Ashley's talking about, that REM sleep, you mm-hmm. really have to prepare yourself for sleep. You have to unwind. Is there anything that you do to unwind, Ashley? I do. So I actually have my, I guess I call it my alone time, my me time in the evenings. Um, This is after I put my kids to bed. You know, my husband's busy doing kind of his own thing in the evening. And I just, whether it's sitting on the couch and reading a book or watching an episode of my favorite show, it's just my unwind time. And then, you know, I take pride in enjoying my time of right before I go to bed, I wash my face, I do my skincare. And then I just lay in bed and you know, just wind down. Um, I truly think that stuff like that, having a little bit of me time, even if you have five minutes or if you have half an hour, I think having that routine can help. Yeah. Just make you unwind and relax, especially when it's, when you're doing something that you enjoy, like for yourself, I think that truly helps. Say to all the listeners, that's why Ashley has good skin. (laughs) I know you can only hear the audio, but (laughs) they can find you on Instagram. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) you know, when people start letting themselves go, when we start letting ourselves go, you know what? I'll just throw on any pair of sweatpants. I don't care how I look when I go out. When we, we start putting ourselves second, that's the true tail sign of burnout. You know what? I'll just throw those sweats on on the floor. I'm not going to even get dressed to go out. That's when we have to recognize. We have to recognize the cues of being burned out. If once we recognize them, then we can manage them and correct them before it gets too late, friends. Do you yeah, think that's the key. Do <laughs> you think it's important to ask for help if you're feeling burned out? Absolutely. And I I know, I guess there's a divide, uh, but I know a lot of the time there are so, so, so many people out there that just think I can do it myself, kind of that micromanaging thing again. I can do it myself. I don't want to bother others for asking for help. And if you don't, it most certainly can lead to that exhaustion. And if there are people in your life that you can trust, or even if they're not there in person, if they're virtual somewhere, even if you just have to message them, it is so important to reach out and and ask for help, whatever it may be. Maybe it's just a talk. Maybe you just need to vent to somebody. But that is so very much going to help you out when it comes to the overwhelming, the overbearing things in our life. You know, you bring up an excellent point about talking. The least, one of the least uh, top 10 things that people like to do in their social life is talk on the cell phone. Now they want, all they want to do is text. I mean, how many mm-hmm. times I know I do it. If you call me, I let it go to voicemail and my, <laughs> ma- my mailbox is full. Yeah, I, I, I do see that. And I want to say that might be, I don't know. I can't say what generation it is, but I have very much noticed that I myself included are, I am into the texting and emailing because it's just easier. But I am seeing a difference in the younger generation. Like my daughter, she has a phone and all her friends do. They FaceTime. And, I know. And I, I, 
it's quite refreshing to see instead of just texting all the time, at least they are kind of virtually face to face. And I think that helps them build better relationships that way. Yeah, I've noticed that too with with, with the teenagers that they're big on FaceTime um, mm-hmm. and less text. I mean, I can remember my mom when I was uh, when I was young, you know, like five six years old, being on the house phone with the cord for like yep. an hour and a half talking to her friend. Yep. That, <laughs> that's decompressing. That's that's getting help. So you know. It is. It's asking for help doesn't mean that you have to ask everybody to do all your work for you. It could just mean, you know what, let me check in with a friend and ask them, do you guys, do you think I'm getting burned out? You know, like you said, it's it's okay to say that to your friends or your family. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a a true friendship, you're going to be able to express that and, and just ask questions and, and just vent really. Now, one way that I try to prevent burnout, and this works for me is well, sometimes works, but um, (laughs) (laughs) is everybody's big on digital calendars. And if you love your Google calendar and whatever calendar you're using or whatever app you're using, that's fine. I'm still old school. The flip calendars that you used to get from the bank where you could see your whole month at a time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now they're like eight to twelve dollars because nobody wants them, and you have to go like to Staples to buy them. Where they <laughs> free everywhere you went, from the pharmacy to right to the bank. I like to look at a whole month at a time, and if I've got three or four things scribbled in that box, I say, "Whoa, Ben, wait a minute, something's wrong here." If every box okay. is full with something, then I'm saying. Let me go reevaluate. Let me take a look. I need to see that full month at a time. Mm -hmm. I completely understand. I'm actually the same exact way. I have a chalkboard calendar in my kitchen. Um, I keep it up every month. Every family member has their own color uh, chalk. Oh, wow. (laughs) You're organized. I I am in that. Trust me, my life is Mine still says June. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, my life is not as organized as I'd love it to be. But at least I have it all on a calendar. And, you know, when I look at this month, the end of August coming into September, I mean, every day throughout the week, not weekends, but every weekday, we have something going on, whether it's practice and games and preschool and I, and I babysit and I, wa- I watch kids throughout the day, whatever it is, there is so much going on. And I look at that and, you know, my husband or a friend or somebody will ask me, well, hey, can we go do this this day? And I have to look at it and be like, you know, I'm really sorry, but I just can't today. And I think it's okay and it's important to know that it's okay to say, I just can't. How do you, how do, you do that? Because a lot of us are afraid. Like, I'm like, try to be that people pleaser. I'll stretch myself so thin and I'll neglect myself and I won't even give the full benefit of what I could do for the other people. How do you say no to someone? How do you do that, Ashley? Well, so, you know, that's my husband is the exact same way. And so is my oldest daughter. They're the people pleasers. They say yes to everything. They just want to do it all and get it all in. I don't want to say that I'm not a people pleaser because I do absolutely love people and I love talking. It just comes easy to me to say no. And <laughs> like those mall kiosks in the center of the mall, we're walking by. My husband <laughs> pushes me on their side so I can tell them no, you know. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, I I completely understand that for some people saying no just does not come easily. I think it's just important to say, you know, if if something's going on and somebody asks you if you want to do something or go do this and you just know you can't. 
I think you just need to explain. I'm so sorry. I would absolutely love to, but can we do it on this day instead? Or is there something else we can go do on this day instead? I think if they're obvious, I've said it before, if they're a true friend, they're going to understand. They have to understand that you are exhausted. You are burnout. And that for your mental <laughs> state, mental day, health. yeah, you just can't that day. And it's more than okay to say that and offer an alternative on a different day. Now I am getting better at it. I've put it together, this book of excuses. So if somebody comes at me with something like on a weekend or something that I just don't want to do it, I, I'll tell them I have a baptism in Brooklyn, a communion in the Bronx, a wedding yeah. in Jersey. <laughs> Not, I don't yeah. really have that, but I need to start writing that up so so that I have a book of excuses. Because <laughs> yeah. as you know, with kids, you'll get invitations for three birthday parties on one day. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. How do you pick? You know what I'm saying? Without burning yourself out. It's very difficult. Very, very difficult. It is. And, and you know, you have to get your family on board as well because mm -hmm. they need to be your support system as well. Oh, absolutely. Friends or family. Um, I mean, anybody close to you in your life that you love and you know and trust, it is important to have those kind of people on board. Even like when it comes to parents, uh, my goodness, when you need like a night out, like an adult night out, it's, you know, ask yeah, for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually very fortunate. We have grandparents that love watching the kids. And I think that helps um, my husband and I not burnout from, you know, from the exhaustion of just being parents all day. We are other people besides parents. And it's hard to do that, you know. And when you can get the chance to do that and go out and be adults and not parents for an hour or a couple hours, um, that absolutely helps relieve the stress and, and the burnout of just doing the same thing every day, all day with kids or whatever it is, whatever your situation is. Yeah, kids don't come with on and off switches, mm -mm. unfortunately. Um <laughs> no, they don't. Or batteries. But and kids are great, but they are a lot of work. And and then you put a lot of work into them and you don't want to get burned out because you don't want your children to see you get burned out. You don't want right. to be they short with them. Mm -hmm. They don't want to they don't understand why mom or dad or, or grandma, whoever it is, um, is getting short with them for no reason when they're just asking the same question that they've asked 65 times. <laughs> And uh, are we there yet? Yeah. That, that, that's stuck since the beginning of the time. Does it look like we're there yet? That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, as we go into the fall and the winter, and a lot of things are opening up with COVID, I'm already getting invitations through Facebook to Christmas parties that I haven't been to in two years. Wow. Be careful. Be careful not to stretch yourself too thin ask for help and during those stressful times take a look at your time and manage your time just don't say yes without looking at your calendar because then yeah. you just you just obligated yourself yeah so you, it's okay to say can i get back to you on that <laughs> right and then after the event call them and say oh sorry i missed it <laughs> <laughs> that is okay too folks <laughs> yeah so and just keep doing that self check-in with yourself Keep doing that self-checking. I said on last week's episode, my son, you know, he, he decided that he didn't want to do football this year because it was it was six practices a week. And mm -hmm. from 4.30 to 6.30, he does karate. And it was like, 
he recognized at eight years old that he didn't want to get burned out. It's his dad who's got to worry about not getting burned right. out. Right. <laughs> and I could, uh, and I was dreading it. I didn't want to say anything, but four thirty to six thirty, then homework, dinner, and all that—that's too much, you know. So if you got to be eight to recognize that, if you're a middle-aged or young or any age, really, you know, just take time for yourself because you don't want burnout to be just a mental state that impacts your physical state. Absolutely. And and that's that always has happened. So any final words on our, our burnout topic today? I think you really hit it there. Just really check yourself and, and check all that's going on in your life. And, you know, we don't want you to get to the point where you're exhausted and not taking care of your health, not eating right, not sleeping right. So it's just really important to take care of that. Yeah. And, and recognize those cues that if you are burning out, recognize that like i might just go for a haircut after today's episode there you go <laughs> <laughs> well on behalf of ashley and myself we thank you for listening where can they find us again ashley you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, the official healthy facebook page and coach ben weight loss wellness and fun awesome i uh, hope to hear from you guys next week with next week's podcast thank you for listening to the show